I'm not sure if you realize this, but a lot is happening in NFL practices right now. We're beginning to see how players are being used and who is standing out. And this is some information that your league mates probably don't have because it takes a few hours of reading practice reports each day to find that I've already done that for you. And based on this information, these are seven players you need to draft now. And it begins with Sky Moore, the Chiefs wide receiver entering his second season. Yeah, you want him. Right now, he's going in round 12 of fantasy drafts. I mean, he's practically free for the upside he possesses and he just got even more upside more on that in a second he goes after tyler boyd a wide receiver three on his team heck sky Moore can end up being the wide receiver one on the chiefs because let me remind you he's attached to patrick mahomes in the andy Reid offense and he's the starting slot receiver and i'm not making that up no it's already been deemed in camp right now based on the routes that he's running and where he's taking his reps with mahomes in the first team you can see right here 32 beat writers the top slot receiving option appears to be more the second year player basically going to try and take the production of juju from last year and now this is enticing for a few reasons first the kansas city chiefs led the nfl in slot receiving yards last year and second is this right here this is juju smith schuster's fantasy point per game finishes the last three years last year with the chiefs he averaged 11.6 per game that was top 36 in the nfl but despite this as we showed earlier sky Moore goes as the 57th wide receiver in drafts a massive massive discount you're getting on this second year wide receiver and it's worth pointing out that there's a lot of slot targets up for grabs because juju is gone and he led the team with 44 slot wide receiver targets last year and then there's mccall Harmon who had 22 himself now let me give you a little more information about sky Moore himself sky Moore was the chief second round pick last year you can see he was taken with the 22nd pick in the second round out of western michigan and to end his college career he was real productive he had 94 catches for nearly 1300 receiving yards and this is the important one right here his target share the amount of targets he earned on his team compared to other people 37 percent of the total targets anytime you're around 25 percent that's starting to be an elite receiver above 30 there's like three guys who do it in the nfl he had 37 percent last year in college and in his college career overall according to player profiler his target share across all three years was 39.5 percent call it 40 percent this is top one percent of all time and top 10 ever in college football so the simple takeaway is that this guy knows how to get open and produce and now we have some recent news that is key for sky Moore, and that would be that chiefs receiver Kadarius tony who was in line to be the wide receiver one on this team he was getting a lot of hype well he ended up injuring and tweaking his knee in camp and right now the diagnosis is that they're hoping he can play week one so he's basically going to probably be shut down for camp which is not great news but it is good news if you're a sky Moore owner or trying to draft him this year and Kadarius tony has actually missed nearly 60 percent of his games in his career and it also helps that sky Moore is impressing in camp right now you can i mean basically every day something new is happening so when this is recording maybe even more stuff will come out about sky Moore. it says Moore has been impressive throughout the chiefs offseason training camp he's making a bunch of catches and he's standing out in the slot so target the second year receiver and this next veteran and that veteran is an old name but he continues to produce seattle seahawks wide receiver tyler lockett look here's the deal with lockett he's just consistent his fantasy points per game the last five years he's been a top 24 receiver every single year and he's been a top 20 receiver three straight years now here's the odd thing despite being a top 24 receiver a wide receiver in two in fantasy the last five years he's currently going as the 31st wide receiver off the board so he's a value i believe now a lot of people will say oh but he's getting older he's turning 31 this year yeah but he's shown no signs of slowing down because last year tyler lockett was fifth in the nfl top five in route win rate which means against man coverage he was getting open at a top five rate and matt Harmon on twitter he has a tweet here from his website reception perception that even adds more to that analysis saying 79 percent win rate against man coverage for lockett that's 96 percentile so top four percent of all time and a career best for lockett so at 30 years old last year lockett was the best in his career at getting open i don't think the age is slowing him down and look there's a pretty clear reason for this the guy has basically no injury history look at this he had a hand dislocation in 2022 it was minor 2021 he messed up his 
this hit. But then before that, there was basically nothing since 2016. And in his eight-year career, he's only missed three games. And this is a calculated choice by Lockett. Maybe you've seen it before, but Lockett, after the catch, often will fall down instead of getting tackled. He's using his brain. So basically, Lockett is not your average 30 to 31-year-old wide receiver. He just doesn't have the same wear and tear on his body. Now, it is true that the Seahawks did draft a first-round wide receiver in Jackson Smith and Jigba, likely the best wide receiver in this draft class out of Ohio State. But Seattle has indicated that they want to continue to run a lot of three wide receiver sets. That's three wide receivers on the field like they did last year for the first time in a while. And now this will actually help Tyler Lockett because last year he only had an 80% snap share, 35th in the NFL amongst wide receivers. But if they run more three wide receiver sets, well, he's going to be on the field more. So prioritize Tyler Lockett and this next QB. And man, I want as much of Justin Herbert from the Los Angeles Chargers as I can get right now. Herbert somehow goes as the number seven quarterbacks in drafts. Well, he should be a top five quarterback. He should not go after Joe Burrow or Justin Fields. Now let's break this down because last year, Justin Herbert ranked just 15th in fantasy points per game at the position. And as you can see right here, he was 11th in overall fantasy points because he didn't miss no games, which is key. We have to touch on that in a second. He was right around Jared Goff, Tom Brady. So I get why people are drafting him later, but this is a mistake because Herbert played 88% of last year injured. And it wasn't just any injury. In week two, he fractured his rib cartilage, which is normally a two to three month recovery. And Herbert said, yeah, no, thank you. I'm going to miss exactly zero games. And as you may expect with a gruesome injury like that, yeah, it affected his play. For starters, he experienced career lows in yards per attempt, his efficiency and passing touchdowns with just 25, six more than even his rookie year when he didn't play the whole season. And the big one, rushing yards, just 147 rushing yards last year, 51% less than the previous season. But it didn't stop there because Herbert also ranked 30 seconds in air yards per attempt, how often he was throwing downfield. Look, the translation here is that last year, because of injury, he lost his fantasy cheat codes. But the good news is now he's healthy with added weapons like first round pick wide receiver out of TCU, Quinton Johnston. And look, I'm not the biggest fan of Johnston for fantasy based on where he goes, but he's surely an upgrade from who they have there in Josh Palmer. Because last year, Palmer ranked 76th in wide receiver efficiency, just 1.32 yards per route run. I mean, this is like where guys like Allen Robinson were ranking last year, Robert Woods, guys who were just older and weren't good. Now, Johnston isn't the only addition he's going to get because Herbert gets back his left tackle, the most important piece of the offensive line, Rashawn Slater, who's one of the best left tackles in the league and missed most of last year. PFF has this unit as a top 10 unit heading into 2023. So consider Herbert one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy this year. If you're enjoying this and finding it helpful, be sure to subscribe and then get this next wide receiver. And that wide receiver is Rashad Bateman of the Baltimore Ravens. He's somebody you need to draft. Look, if you don't know now, you know, Rashad Bateman is coming off of a Liz Frank sprain. He had to have Liz Frank surgery this offseason on his foot and he missed most of last year. This happened on October 2nd, so just a few weeks into the season. But before getting injured, Bateman ranked 13th in wide receiver efficiency. He was averaging like two and a half yards per route run, which was up there with guys like CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross, Stefan Diggs, all these guys who go in round one or round two this year. And very quietly, Bateman was the main deep target for Lamar Jackson in 2022 because he earned seven deep targets in five games. 1.2 deep targets per game was top 15 at the wide receiver position very, very quietly. Now, there has been some recent news about Bateman's foot injury. It starts with Adam Schefter's report on July 21st saying that they've placed him on the reserve slash did not report to camp list. But literally the next day, Rashad Bateman reported to camp, was taken off this list and activated. So we're starting to see some good news, but then we get hit with this. Field Yates tweet just a few days later says Ravens wide receiver Rashad Bateman is now on the pup list, the physically unable to perform. Oh boy. So now I'm starting to get worried what's going on with the foot, but the pup list in the preseason just basically means they're going to take some more time to rest. So that's good. And then I start seeing some of the doctors on Twitter come out with their analysis and I get more confident in Bateman. You can see right here, Sports MD analysis on Twitter. He states, he stated that some questions have arose about a steroid injection needed during 
same minicam, but we're reassured by the fact that he already had implants removed. So basically this is normal. And he goes on to say that by camp, we'd expect inflammation he was dealing with to have settled down a little bit and expect him to look very solid as a result. The ADP, the average draft position for fantasy is likely to rise. So after talking with some of these doctors on Twitter DMs, it seems like there's going to be a week or two more of rest for Bateman and then he'll be good to go. And let me remind you of this tweet from earlier in the off season when Lamar Jackson stated, it's great to see my guy out there in terms of Rashad Bateman. He's the wide receiver one for sure. And Bateman's pretty locked into being in there on two wide receiver sets if they go for a run heavy formation, which means he'll get more snaps, routes, and targets. And he might actually get a lot more targets this year with Todd Munkin as the offensive coordinator because, as you can see from this report, James Jones, former Packers receiver, he said he talked with Todd Munkin, the Ravens offensive coordinator, and he wants to take Lamar Jackson back to his roots in Louisville, where it was four wide receivers and he's going to throw it. And not only do they want to throw it more, they want to play quicker to get more plays off, and more plays means more potential targets for Bateman. So anybody who's concerned about the injury risk, unless there's some sort of setback in camp that happens right now in the 10th round as the wide receiver 51 after a rookie on his team in Zay Flowers who does look good in camp but still a rookie after Jamison Williams who's going to miss six weeks and is now injured in camp give me Rashad Bateman and then we got to consider this next veteran who's not the sexiest of names but he's flying under the radar and that's Devontae Parker the New England Patriots wide receiver I know Devontae Parker is 30 years old I know that he hasn't been the most stellar wide receiver in past years due to injuries but he's going to start for New England and he has a chance to lead this team in targets and definitely touchdowns and New England just showed their confidence in him giving him a new three-year extension worth up to 33 million he's now the highest paid receiver on the Patriots but despite this he goes as the wide receiver 84 in drafts and for some more context that's the 20th round of fantasy drafts which for the far majority of fantasy drafts they don't go that far so he's often going undrafted this is probably the latest you can get a potential team's wide receiver one in your draft and now let's talk about what he did last year Parker's 2022 season was limited by injuries you could see a knee sprain in week eight ended up putting him on the injury report for four weeks and then a concussion in week 14 ended up putting him on the injury report and missing three games but in nine healthy starts he was quietly very productive Parker ranks second in yards per target and fourth in yards per reception so he's being targeted downfield which leads to upside in fantasy and over his final seven healthy games he averaged 13.2 fantasy points and was a top 20 wide receiver and reminder top 20 wide receiver to end last year now goes as the wide receiver 84 even though he was just paid and his only competition brought in is Juju Smith-Schuster which for the most part is like a comparable player to a guy who just left the Patriots last year in Jacoby Myers. So get Parker with maybe your last pick and then get this next asset. And beautiful people, that asset is the 2023 fantasy blueprint because like the question says here, do you want to win your league? If so, beat your friends and be a fantasy champion. Well, this is for you because it's going to have all the tools and analysis you need to do just that for the entire year. As you can see right here, our top 255 ranking, Sky Moore is a player that we talked about. He is my 147th player. I am 15 spots ahead of ADP, so about a round and a half. And it's simple to get the blueprint. You just click the link in the description below and follow the two simple steps or scan the QR code on the screen. And the blueprint is just $5 for all the tools you need, not just for the draft, but all year, week one through your fantasy championship. And if for some reason you don't make your fantasy playoffs, I'll just refund that $5, making this 100% risk-free. There is no reason not to do it. So click the link below or scan the QR code to join the thousands of others already using their fantasy blueprint for this year. And then go snag JK Dobbins because pretty simply put, he's worth it. Last year, Dobbins missed nine total games because of his ACL complications. He missed two right at the start of the season and then he missed seven more from week six on but when he was actually out there and active for eight games he was quietly very good Dobbins was fourth in running back efficiency averaging 5.2 yards per carry and top 10 in yards per touch 5.7 yards per touch when you add in his receptions now here's what this resulted in overall Dobbins averaged 13 and a half points when healthy and this would have ranked 16th amongst running backs last year but despite this Dobbins now goes as the running back 19 in drafts and in a lot of drafts that I see people are concerned about some things and he goes as like the running back 23 or 24 major value and I just 
find this odd because he basically has the same competition as last year. The only things the Ravens did this offseason was re-sign Justice Hill. Well, he's been the RB3 the past couple of years behind Dobbins and then sign Melvin Gordon to a one-year contract. And Gordon's 30 years old. This is just insurance. The running back room looks oddly familiar outside of Gordon who might not even make the team. It's just Gus Edwards and Justice Hill who have always remained behind Dobbins. Now, I know what you might be thinking, but Sal, Dobbins was placed on the physically unable to perform list, the PUP, earlier this camp. That is true, as you can see right here, but this is most likely due to a contract dispute, not an actual injury. And as you can see from Josina Anderson's tweet, she basically says Dobbins and Edwards, they're currently expected to be full speed, and Melvin Gordon is just another talented player to add to the roster. And some of my sentiment is echoed by Sports MD Analysis on Twitter. He says, JK Dobbins, I'm skeptical about this PUP designation. He's already passed his knee surgery from late 2022. He then goes on to have the same ideas that I do. You have to wonder if this is actually a contract related holdout, especially in the context of his comments after missing minicamp saying he wants a new contract. The takeaway is Dobbins is healthy. He's expected to rejoin the team soon. Get him and this next receiver. And that receiver is Elijah Moore, who is currently getting hype in camp again from the Cleveland Browns. As you can see right here, early on in camp, the X factor. Yeah, right now it's Elijah Moore, who's arguably the most exciting new player to watch in camp. And even head coach Kevin Stefanski on Elijah Moore, he's been impressed through a week or two of camp saying that he's basically taken on everything we've asked him to do. Now, Elijah Moore is going to be the starting slot receiver for Deshaun Watson. And Watson is most efficient when targeting the slot. Watson's slot receivers averaged 12.3 points in his career, which would rank 31st amongst wide receivers last year. So his average slot receiver finishes 31st overall, but now Elijah Moore, who is a very talented receiver, goes 47th in drafts. And just a quick reminder, as a rookie, Elijah Moore was top 10, ninth overall, beating man coverage. As a rookie, since then, he's gained more experience. And you can check out my tweet from last year. Only three wide receivers were better than Elijah Moore's rookie year from week 7 to 13 before he got injured. Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, and Justin Jefferson. And it was pretty clear that Zach Wilson held back Elijah Moore last year. In eight games without Wilson, Moore averaged 126% more fantasy points and 83% more targets. And now Elijah is in a more creative offense led by Kevin Stefanski. Take Elijah Moore in this next receiver. And that receiver is McCall Harmon. And before you laugh or say anything about McCall Harmon, just listen up because he's been absolutely forgotten. He currently goes in a similar range of the draft as Devontae Parker, two spots later at the wide receiver position as the 86th wide receiver in round 20. Yes, you're getting McCole Harmon going undrafted more often than not. And now believe it or not, McCole Harmon last year when he was playing out there, he was actually good. At least from a fantasy context, he averaged 11.7 fantasy points per game last year, which was 32nd amongst receivers. This was better than DJ Moore. And specifically over his final four games, he averaged 18.3 fantasy points, ranking top 10 amongst all receivers. Now there is a reason why nobody remembers this success because Hartman missed a ton of games last year. In week nine, he had an abdomen strain and basically missed the next 10 games of the season and didn't come back until the playoffs. And then a lot of people might not even remember that this offseason, he quietly signed a pretty good contract, four and a half million dollars for receivers, pretty solid with the New York Jets. And now this is a crowded wide receiver room with Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, and Alan Lazard, but the early camp reports are that Hartman looks explosive and that he's going to be entrenched with specific plays in this offense. Look, Hartman's not a guy you want to take early in fantasy. The reason why we like him is because he goes in round 20. So if you have a deeper league, just put a star by him. Or if you have like an 18, 16 round league, consider taking him with the last pick in your draft. Similar things can be said for Devontae Parker, whichever one is left. I'll prefer Parker if I have to choose one. But this is the reason why I call it McCall Harmon, because he's my 167th player in the fantasy blueprint this year. He's going on average 236th off the board. So I'm 69 spots ahead of him. That's five to six rounds ahead of where he's going right now. He's a major value. So pad your roster late with one of these receivers and be sure to draft these seven players right now as soon as you can. Now, these are some players you need to draft now because their values and standing out in camp. But if you want to see the top 10 league winners for this year, well, check out this lovely video right here. And if you found this helpful, make sure you hit
hit the subscribe button so you can be aware of all the latest videos and information that come out so you can smack around and beat your friends.